So welcome to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And this week we're doing something a little different. You know how well we interview people. So we're going to, we're going to throw another interview at you (laughs) and we're going to interview Chuck Jankowski. He found a need for new nurses and he started a program. So we're going to talk with him today. We're going to talk about who he is, what he does, the program, where he sees the gaps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Chuck, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Chuck Jankowski. I've been a nurse for 14 years. Uh, My background is in critical care, trauma. I've done some ED nursing as well as some community uh, health and uh, home-based nursing. And I also work uh, for the federal government as a nurse specialist in the National Disaster Medical System. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from, Chuck? I'm from New York. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The enemy. So you were a firefighter? Yes, I was a New York City firefighter prior to and early in my nursing career. I went back to school while I was still on the job, and that's how I actually got into uh, community health nursing, uh, was that I worked for a visiting nurse service in New York, and because I was kind of used to everywhere in the city, I was able to pretty much go anywhere for them. Uh, I filled in for nurses when they were sick, when they had uh, overtime patient load, picked up vacations, and you know, just being comfortable in all the neighborhoods. I, I ran all over the place. It didn't matter whether it's in me uptown, downtown, midtown, cross town. I would think visiting nursing in New York is difficult. Very, very, very interesting, you know. And in the role that I was in, picking up, you know, for other nurses, I, I didn't have my own assignments. I was picking up other nurses' assignments. I would be one day in a single room occupancy in Chinatown and the next day in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. Really saw the. You saw a lot. Yeah, the total breadth of the experience of people in New York City. So, what made you decide to go into nursing versus firefighting? Well, I uh, actually, in the New York City Fire Department, there is a almost a tradition of nursing uh, back in, really? in the 70s, the city needed nurses very badly. And they started a program with the fire department where they uh, paid for firefighters to go to school at uh, Hunter Bellevue. They had a very flexible scheduling where if you were in this program, you could arrange your scheduling around the classes. And the, um, the payback was that the firefighters would work part-time in the health and hospital corporation uh, hospitals in the city. <laughs> And it's in that program has since ended, but there still is somewhat of an affinity in the fire department towards going back to school for nursing, where you can uh, apply with the chief of personnel, let them, let them know your, uh, your schedule of nursing classes, and they allow you to uh, alter your work schedule so that you can attend class. How'd you find the transition? It was interesting and different. Uh, you know, I... I had this conversation uh, working in a trauma ICU with a with another nurse who was previously a uh, uh, he's a veteran of Iraq and he was a real slashing outfit over there. Hmm. And uh, he goes, you know, isn't it great going to work and knowing that you're going to come out at the end of the day, okay? I said, yeah. yeah, you know that is that is quite a relief. <laughs> and then a pandemic happened. Yeah, exactly. And we never knew if any of us were coming out. Right. So um, yeah. So I went from went from that feeling of relief to living in the basement for three months. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so you go to nursing school. What'd you think of it? What'd you find difficult in nursing school? Um, you know, it is the difficult part of nursing school was figuring out a repeatable process that they were looking for. There was a lot, you know, in nursing school, there's a lot of select all that apply, a lot of gray area kind yes. of questions, a lot of gray area kind of instruction. 
Uh, so it was figuring out what they were looking for. And then once I was able to get that, that process down, applying that process to all the material and it became much easier as not as much running around in circles and spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to nursing school a little older as well. I was an EMT first, and then I was a surgical tech, and then I went, I was like 26. And it was just, I think, a little older, it's a little easier because you can figure out that process a little quicker. Yes, and I had a completely different mindset going back to school as an adult, yes. paying, paying for it out of, out of yes. pocket. You know, the first time I, I attempted college, if there was a note on the door saying class is canceled today, I thought it was awesome. As an yep, adult, same. I was like, wait a minute, when do I get my money's worth? <laughs> yeah, I slept in the library the first year and failed out. So, um, yeah, I found it very different going back older. So you graduated in 2009? Yes. All right. What was your first nursing job? First nursing job was working and visiting their service up in New York. Okay. Did you find it challenging as a new grad? I did. Uh, my first patient, hmm. I went there and he had fallen. And the, the, the process was that if we couldn't get a hold of their physician uh, to clear them, that we had, you know, to call for an ambulance. And what they wanted to do with the ambulance was their choice. But um, the, his wife and he were so upset that I was calling the ambulance. Did they chase me out of their house? so then i was sitting in the hallway of this apartment building calling my boss going like what do i do now and then they ran out of the house oh and then there were there were some other weird things going on too like the guy was not well uh you know there were there were things that looked off but as a new grad you know i i didn't quite know couldn't put my finger on it what i put my finger on was something was just off Mm -hmm. um anyway i i you know do my paperwork in the hallway to document the whole thing and i walk out this and there he is getting loaded into the ambulance that had come for him hmm. so i was like i i don't even know like i'm getting fired i i have no right. idea what's going on like, a, like, a, like this is going to turn into like a, a, i chased this old man out of his house right, and he yeah. fell in the street and broke his hip and <laughs> they brought him to the end of the story i hear back from my boss turns out he uh was admitted to the ed with septic pneumonia Oh, he was actually very ill. Um, yeah. But the yeah. downside was that I left my stethoscope in their apartment and I, I didn't have the uh, the guts to try and go get it back. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone back either. <laughs> so did you have any orientation for this? Or oh, yes, just... yes, there was a, a, a thorough orientation. Did you, so you felt it was enough for what, to prepare you for what you were going into? I don't think anything in nursing is enough to prepare you for what you're <laughs> yeah, getting into, but it, you know, it, it gave me a good idea of, of how yeah. to structure a visit, how to, how to admit a patient, how to do an assessment on a patient in the home care setting, how to interact with people in the home care setting in like the vast variance that you see yeah. in, in culture wise in, in, in a big city yeah, like New difficult. York or Boston. Yeah. So yeah. no, they did a great job. It was a great place to work. Uh, I had very supportive uh, uh, staff that I worked with. So you went from there to hospital? So yes, uh, I ended up uh, retiring from the fire department and my wife and I moved and I went into uh, hospital work full time. Did you like it better? Worse? Different? Same? Different. Uh, you know, I was very lucky in the first unit that I went to was a trauma ICU and I pretty much had consigned myself to the idea that like, well, I'm never going to get along with anybody or have as good a time or become friends with anybody like I did in the firehouse. So, you right. know, the, the, everything's just downhill from here. And <laughs> okay, I, there you go. <laughs> I set the bar low. Yeah, real low. But I, I, I was really lucky. I got into this fantastic trauma ICU. Great team, great uh, mentorship environment. I had a great preceptor uh, 
who really helped me to develop my nursing knowledge, take all of the pre-hospital stuff that I knew from the fire department, uh, take all the experience I had working for the visiting nurse service, take my nursing knowledge from going to nursing school and really bring it together into the ICU setting. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So now you do this. What made you like, where were you seeing gaps that made you want to decide to do this program? So it's actually and tell us an, about the program. It's a nexus of experiences uh, that came to this conclusion in the my work during the pandemic. Uh, I went around to hospitals setting up crisis ICUs for providing federal relief for uh, uh, institutions that were either overwhelmed by patient load or were having staffing crises. Mm -hmm. And in some of those settings, I saw places where new grad nurses who had just come out of school with clinicals that were done uh, virtually, classes that were done yes. virtually, were thrown into these crazy situations. And it was all, you know, the stuff that you saw on TV with people mm -hmm. in tents outside of hospitals, uh, ICUs being set up in ad hoc in, in other uh, patient mm -hmm. care locations, not fixed ICUs. Mm -hmm. uh, so we saw new grad nurses who were thrown into those scenarios. So nurses who maybe worked in... Um, less acute settings, outpatient settings, who in lieu of being furloughed, came back to the bedside, nurses who maybe were, you know, working in, in different departments, non-clinical departments who were, were returned to the bedside for the, for the crisis, saw them in there and saw people in, in over their heads mm -hmm. and uh, nobody there to throw them a lifeline. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of places we were showing up and this is a crash course in critical care nursing. Um, and and it, it took me like, even recently we were talking, we, we trained nurses as well in the OR and, uh, I was like, this, they're just not getting it. She's like, you have to remember they went to school during COVID. They didn't have clinicals like we mm -hmm. did. They were doing virtual. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I totally yeah. forgot about that. And, you know, even, even in a perfect environment, your, your clinical experiences in nursing school are limited. They're limited to, you yeah. know, one, maybe two eight hour days per week of those eight hours. You know, you've got a lot of it is uh, if the nurse that you're working with is allowing you to take part in these if there exactly. are the kind of acuity, acuity level of experiences that you want, would like to get or you need to get happen to mm -hmm. be there, um, you know, so even, even that it, it is tough. I think going looking back at the way nursing school used to be in the days of yore with the hospital based programs where you were they working were running in the hospital. hospitals back then. <laughs> right. That, you know, that was a much different experience people had because they were they were so much more exposed than they were from when we switched over to an academic setting. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I saw a lot of places where, you know, maybe travel nurses who were not as uh, ready for the um, the environments that they were thrown into. And nobody was there to throw anybody a lifeline uh, when that slowed down. Uh, and I, I returned to the hospital system I worked for. I was lucky enough to get exposed to a program that I, and I work for a very forward thinking institution in this regard. They have a clinical mentor program where experienced nurses round every shift on new grad nurses. So from when they're off of their preceptorship until they're completed with their first year. And it's just to give them a strong support base to be that kind of extra layer of Swiss cheese when they have questions, to be a yeah. resource for them to help adapt to the hospital environment. Uh, because there's not, you know, in addition to nurses coming out, you know, having having had virtual clinical experiences, there's not senior nurses there anymore. Right? Sure. We're losing there, them at a rapid rate. There's a, an exodus from the bedside for, you know, a multitude of reasons. So now you've got, you know, a, a nurse who's been on the floor for six months who's precepting or a nurse who's been on the floor for nine months who is the uh, the charge nurse. And that's a tough <laughs> position to be in, to be teaching yeah. and leading while you are still it's learning scary. your own trade. Right. 
Um, It's scary. And, you know, coming from the fire department, we have a, I would say almost an extreme culture of mentorship where the senior firefighters, it was an expectation that whoever was the senior firefighters would be involved in the professional development of the younger firefighters, the new, the, the junior members, whether that was through, you know, a formal drilling that we were doing, whether that was fra- through just discussion of, you know, kind of, I think cultural knowledge would be the way to say it of saying, you know, this building, we had a fire there six years ago, and this, these were the challenges, or, you know, this is the type of building in our area, this is how we do it, and this is why mm-hmm. we do it, or saying, you know, come, let's, let's take these tools out, clean them, and go over how to use them. Mm-hmm. And, and for people who are not, you know, not everybody's cut out to be a teacher in, in that role, it, just role modeling and being the example of what a, a, a new person, a novice nurse, novice firefighter should be doing is an important thing to see. And that's, you know, that a lot of that is what's missing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're just so understaffed. They don't have time. It, it, don't if, have time. Yes. And if you do have those senior nurses, then it is, you know, the, they're running ragged, too. It's uh, it, it's very mm-hmm. difficult. Um, when I started doing the, the, uh, professional development role, I thought, I really thought that I was going to be going out and going over, you know, hard clinical skills with people. Okay. This is how you get that tough IV. This is how you manage these drips. This is, you know, uh, you know, how you deal with chest tubes and, and trachs and things. And what I really found was that what the nurses were coming out of school clinically strong, but it was the soft skills of nursing that we're missing the concept of how do you transition from a clinical experience where you're helping a nurse who's managing patients on their own, or maybe managing one or two patients kind of on your own with somebody's watchful eye over you. How do you transition to that, to managing, uh, you know, three, four or five patients, even more in some, in some different settings. Mm-hmm. How do you transition into being able to manage that time management, organization, prioritization, uh, dealing with the different priority conflicts that arise, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, people trying to reach out to you. How do you communicate effectively to physicians, mid-levels, other nurses? Uh, How do you delegate? You know, these are all things. These are where I saw uh, new nurses needing support. And they're they're legitimate questions that people have. You know, if, if I was a young early 20s new graduate coming out and asking a patient clintech to do a task which is you know they've been there for 10 years and they're 12 years old and that's an awkward position to to be yeah. in. yeah they have uh, so, a hard time finding their voice yes a hard time finding their voice and also you know there's a hard time in setting boundaries um mm-hmm. that that's difficult too so I saw that the, the great results that this program was having at the, the institution I worked at, and I saw the experiences that I had over the course of COVID with uh, other places in the country that either are much smaller than where I work, not as forward thinking, not as, you know, not, not as able to dedicate resources into that. And I saw a need to try and spread this information out, these skills out uh, as much as I can. So I developed what I call it the Unstoppable RN program. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all those soft skills. We talk about time management. How do you treat time as a resource and a currency instead of just a circling hand on a clock? Mm-hmm. How do you prioritize your patients and how do you set boundaries uh, in your own practice that allows you to make those decisions and stick with them in the face of other people's competing priorities? Mm-hmm. We talk about delegation, how to um, 
how to set a not just ask somebody to do something or expect that somebody's going to do something because it's going to be their job but how do you use transformational leadership techniques to create in a teamwork environment where your goals and my goals become our goals and everybody's working you know together to the same end uh we talk about communication how to communicate effectively when you have a problem how to communicate effectively at shift handoff how to take and receive uh, a good handoff report uh, we talk about, you know, just values, setting, establishing your values in your practice and the difference between your job and your practice as a nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you decide what kind of nurse you're going to be instead of flip-flopping around to the nurse that every, each individual person expects you to be? Because you can't survive doing that. Right. So is it like a tangible thing? Is it a seminar? Yes, uh, we, we, we do. Uh, I have uh, been approved for continuing education credits. It's a uh, two day oh, seminar. So for for nursing students, you know, we give the, the seminar uh, in school. Obviously, they're not licensed yet, so, so we can't issue the CMEs. But uh, we for novice nurses uh, who are in the field who want to uh, learn these skills, we can issue CMEs uh, for those. Okay, how would they get, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, how do they, now how would somebody, if they want to, oh, I want to do this. And which, I want to use this program, how do they get it? How do they get the Unstoppable Iron? So at the moment, uh, we are uh, offering seminars out. We've done some at some nursing schools and held uh, a couple for uh, for nurses who are interested just in the, locally in the area that, uh, that I'm in, a little bit outside of the area. Um, we are actually launching our inaugural effort uh, for a cruise uh, experience. And I, I, are you guys familiar with Laura Gasparis? No. She, she's another another native New Yorker. She's uh, very. Oh, much, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't know if you crossed the Charles. Um, <laughs> She uh, is very big on nursing education. She goes uh, all over the uh, the country doing CEN, CCRN reviews. Uh, and in talking to her, she was saying to, you know, to really widen the audience that this is available to, well, why not try making it a experiential event where- oh, They would uh, love that. Are you kidding me? Young nurses would love it. You know, it's funny being when, when I was a firefighter, they had the annual firefighter nurses cruise every year. Oh, where was that when I was yeah. 22? Yeah. <laughs> My problem was I didn't know what to sign up as. Um, um, so when Scissors and Scrubs going on this cruise, you need a night out with Scissors and Scrubs on there? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing it in November. Uh, we're leaving out of Miami, November 13th through 18th. Uh, it's a five day cruise. We're teaching our seminar on the two at sea days. So everybody has the opportunity to, uh, to enjoy all the amenities uh, on mm -hmm. the ship, all the port, uh, the port stops and, and excursions uh, and whatnot. But, um, you know, we wanted to make a experience where nurses who are graduating can celebrate their graduation. They yep. can celebrate the fact they got to pass their NCLEX, uh, <laughs> that uh, they can, you know, get together with their friends and they might be starting to go their separate ways. And novice nurses who've been working in the field can take that break that they need from from running themselves ragged mm -hmm. they can blow off some steam have a good time with fellow nurses speak with experienced nurses we're going to have nurses from a bunch of different um specialties having some ad hoc and casual pocket sessions on the boat just discussing uh their experiences in mm -hmm. their nursing careers and how they ended up in the specialties that that they ended up in uh and come back to work relaxed, refreshed, but also better with a new skill set and, you know, equipped to, uh, to attack that 
chaos that that nursing yeah. is these days to to really get in there, apply a repeatable process to that chaos, and manage what they can mm-hmm. in order to make themselves more efficient, uh, reduce stress, reduce burnout. So where would they go to sign up for the cruise? Our site is iconeducationservices.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have unstoppablern at gmail.com if anybody has any questions as well. Uh, we are on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know, if you guys wouldn't mind putting that in your show notes. Absolutely. And uh, we're very excited about it. We've got some uh, some great signups. Like it's going to be nurses. awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very good time. I think it's going to be a, you know, a double whammy of an experience. I think it's going to be have a good time on the cruise and also come back a stronger, better nurse and and stronger in your practice. Where are the ports of call? Ports of call are uh, Ocho Rios, Jamaica, oh. uh, and Grand Cayman. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. I have to bring my sunscreen. Yes. Oh, I need scuba divers. They can join up too. <laughs> sure. Scuba, uh, scuba divers can go, beachgoers, golfers, yeah. uh, partiers. It's, it sounds so like a, a great program. It's awesome for because nurses do need a place to go. It's easier to talk to other nurses because they get it. They it need is. a place to spend. And, you know, one of the things I, I've felt is that nursing is a very large table and there's a lot of seats at it. Mm-hmm. And because you're having, you may be having a rough time, a stressful time in the beginning, it's worth to stick around. It's worth to strengthen yourself. It's worth it to become uh, more comfortable, stronger, take those tools, those tools that you would ordinarily be getting from those experienced nurses. Right. You know, and you're saying, how do I manage, you know, four patients? you would be looking at a, you know, 15, 20 year nurse and seeing how that, that, that they did right. it. Right. Um, this job is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, you know, I. And we excited. have to get out of the mindset too, of some of the older nurses eating their young, yes, getting angry, they're fried. So they don't feel like teaching. I hear often, I just don't feel like teaching right now. I, I don't want to do that right now. Well, it's not, it's not a choice sometimes. No, and but, the yeah. opportunity is there everybody also is not necessarily equipped to be a teacher and that's okay. Very true. That is very okay. You know, I've, I've known people who like, I I just go in, I do what I do and I don't really have a great way of explaining it or, Mm -hmm. or showing somebody else how to do it. Uh, And and to come in and, you know, at six months and say, Oh, guess what? You got a student today. Yeah. You know, you, you don't necessarily get that prep time. Um, Again, I, I'm lucky. I work for a great organization. They, uh, they have preceptor training that nurses go through before they, before they take on the preceptor role. But I know a lot of places in the country aren't like that. A Um, lot of places are not like that. mm -hmm. You know, but nursing, there are so many opportunities that it, and I've had such great opportunities. I've had such great experiences in nursing that I would like to figure out a way to pay back the people who mentored me both in the fire department and in nursing mm-hmm. to help new nurses coming out, not burn out, not leave the bedside, figure out what their goals, values are, where they want to be at five, 10 years and take actionable steps to do that. And a lot of times those actionable steps right now are just getting through that first year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, medicine's it, getting hotter and hotter. Medicine is getting harder. There's increasing demands. Uh, we do live in a time of, you know, societal in, incivility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's violence and incivility problems in, in hospitals. Luckily, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the uh, kind of, you're talking about the nurses eating their young. I think that has really um, 
diminished in uh, because of awareness uh, to it and people being more cognizant of how they act and treat toward act towards their their coworkers and how they uh, act towards their their newer uh, novice coworkers. So I think that's a very positive step. But you know, I mean, every hospital now, or at least I hope every hospital has to have some kind of sign up that says, you know, we do not tolerate racist, sexist, aggressive yeah. uh, behavior towards our mm -hmm. staff, and that's an unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we've been in medicine. Oh, I've been in since nineteen ninety four. You were much ninety eight. Ninety eight. And what a drastic change from how we were treated in ninety four and ninety eight to how it is now for the better. Drastically mm -hmm. different. Drastically different. So, um, any final words you'd like to add uh, as we wrap it up about your cruise, about the program? You know, I, I would invite anybody who's interested to reach out, unstoppablern at gmail.com. I'm happy to discuss anybody's situation, uh, any challenges people are facing uh, in particular. I would love to know that I had the impact on new nurses lives that my preceptors had on me yeah. i would love to find out you know in um 10 years find out somebody who said you know what i was thinking about walking out the door and you helped me out and now i am on the helicopter i'm in the yes. or i'm an educator i'm i'm thriving in my you. nursing career. i'm thriving in my day i'm thriving yeah. in my nursing <laughs> career and i would have walked away uh yeah. you know that that's really what i would like to do it's because nursing is that huge table it's very think about this you have a a degree program where three people who graduate on the same day with the exact same degree can come back to their 20th year reunion one of them works on a helicopter one of them is in yeah. management and another one is a school nurse and they are all happy because they're all exactly where they want to be. There's no and it's, other it's career just field. A field too that if you get burned out on the helicopter, you can go work in a school. You get burned out in school, you can go work. It, you know, the, there's so many different things in nursing you can do as a mother, as a father, as whatever the hours. I, all the young girls coming up, I hear some nurses saying, I would never go into nursing and I never discourage a nurse. I, you want to go into nursing. I think it's a great career. It's great pay. You can work three twelves. You can work four tens. You can work weekends. You can work, you can work whenever you want. Mm -hmm. And I, I just would never discourage somebody because it's no, too many no. opportunities. I, and the thing I've always told people, uh, especially in the fire department was nursing is the best thing that ever happens to me. But the first thing you have to do is get whatever preconceptions you have about the career field out of your mind. Mm -hmm. walk in there with an open mind and and see where it takes you and where you want to go mm -hmm. yes exactly you can make it whatever you want it to be a hundred percent no it's like it's like an orchard and it's up to you how much fruit you want to carry out yeah i like your little analogies well thank you thank you we can get one-liners <laughs> well thank you very much for coming on the show we appreciate it i hopefully some of our listeners will get something out of it and take your cruise yeah i hope so uh -huh. it was your um I, like I said, I'm always available. If anybody has any questions, concerns, issues about their own situation and they want to reach out to me, I'm always happy to uh, to talk about it. Our website is iconeducationservices.org and mm -hmm. uh, we'll link to the uh, the socials in your show notes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I'll be looking for you to send some stories in for me firefighting days. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot buy tickets for a show better than a night tour in the New York City Fire Department. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> like, subscribe, rate, and review. The Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts 
to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.